Welcome to Man on Man. Oh, man. My name is Katarina Quinn. And I'm Lost Gamer. My pronouns are she, her, hers. He, they. And welcome to our podcast, um, where every other week we break down two books, one romance novel slash erotica slash, oh, crap, that's kinky. <laughs> and one webcomic slash manga slash boys love slash oh this is really touching oh wait oh my god okay yeah we haven't hit we haven't hit the oh my god yet that has, that has not been a situation it's been a oh my that's camp which also we're you know we're not opposed to here at oh man oh man wait man oh man oh man you know challenge say it five times fast we'd love to see y'all actually do that because it's not as easy as you think and yes i have tried <laughs> mess up at like two or three usually uh-huh. um we're gonna start this off with a quick content warning um we do discuss bdsm themes there is um some intense themes especially when you get to the second book that we're discussing today which is axel's pup uh if that's something that you're uncomfortable with we suggest that you tune in maybe in two weeks for something that's a little less intense, but we did start off with a bang, quite literally. They're banging in that book. Uh-huh. <laughs> and more. Lots more. <laughs> um, yeah, so Lost, do you want to kick us off with the first manga we read this week? Uh, the manga slash webcomic that we read this week is The Werewolf Hunter by iReader. Uh, you can find this on the webcomics app. Um just a warning, there are ads if you don't want to pay for it. So you can read the first few chapters, but then you'll need to uh, read five at a time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, they may be warning you about that because I have complained at this point multiple <laughs> times about the situation of either watching or paying for ads because I am a cheap motherfucker. <laughs> I did cave. I did cave and buy some of them. Same, same. Absolutely. Yeah, you caved way earlier than <laughs> I did. I got into the story a lot. Um, Speaking of story, this is a pretty good one. Um, I wouldn't say it's spicy. This is definitely not a spicy book so far. Considering the fact that we haven't even seen them bang yet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I would call it romantic. Mm -hmm. Yes. This book is definitely, this webcomic is definitely a romance. Um, (laughs) This one includes Igor and Hendrik. Igor is an impulsive OCD who signs a master-slave pack with a werewolf on a whim. He doesn't sign a master-slave pack. He inflicts a master-slave <laughs> pack. He enjoys bossing his new pet around, only to realize he isn't the one actually calling the shots here. Okay, interesting. All right. <laughs> um, let's just start with your opinion on the situation. Go for it, Lost. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think this is a very good, like, brat-tamer romance. <laughs> I don't think it qualifies as that. Really? You don't think so? Why? No. Um, well, hey, there's no romance in it. Like with the ex- Okay. So here's the deal. It's a lot of foreplay. I will call it a lot of foreplay. I will say that the foreplay is very cute. Like there's romantic vibes, but it's romantic vibes in the way that like a PG-13 TV show has like like and I'm not talking like I'm not talking an HBO show. I'm talking like fucking Degrassi. Where it's just like the, the like they touched and they bossed and they had a conversation <laughs> and da 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 da. Mm-hmm. I never actually watched Degrassi for the record, so if that was off base, I apologize to the Degrassi fandom. Um, <laughs> not really. Whatever. I feel like this point stands. But yeah, so I don't know. I think it's romantic adjacent, but the romance hasn't officially hit yet because they haven't had relations in any shape of where I'm at. I am on chapter sixty. Um, there has been no. 
there, I mean, there has been no, like, kissing. There has been no, you know, banging. The closest we've gotten is sticking it. Well, I guess there was some tail stroking. <laughs> there was some tail stroking. There was, uh, like, a bite on the finger. Some blood sucking. <laughs> yes. But, like, okay, so here's the deal. If we're slipping into the world where vampires and werewolves exist, mm-hmm. um, with the tail stroking comment, I want to be clear that they're, like, they're in human shapes for the mo- human slash vampire shape for most of the mm-hmm. webcomic. But, like, if you're living in a world where vampires exist and werewolves exist, I don't think the act of biting somebody on the neck and sucking something on the neck is romantic. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hot. Please don't get me wrong. <laughs> I live in a world where vampires don't exist and I do enjoy being bitten. But it just, like, <sighs> the brattiness of it reads as romance to me. Mm-hmm. The act of... I think the closest thing that they've got to anything sexual, as far as I've gone, is like a tail stroking situation. And half of that is because Igor doesn't realize that Hendrix is getting turned on by it. Mm, yes, yes. Um, also, I think like just the like unintentional sexual frustration that's happening with like with the biting scene, him just being like so addicted to the blood that he just he loses all control and he attacks Hendrix. <laughs> um, I think that's like the implied sexual tension, but I don't. I agree that as of yet, there's not really a big romance part. I think they're building to that, and I don't know if you're quite to that part yet. But there's like they're starting to do actions to like specifically help each other and be in each other's arms. Yes, yes, be kind to each other. Yeah, yeah. it's like, building. It's building, <laughs> and I think part of the kindness in this world is like kicking other people's ass so that they can like show off a little bit for each other which is cute please do not get me wrong i find this i found this extremely cute um i really enjoyed it Mm -hmm. i I genuinely did and am and when i pick it up i like read a ton of chapters when i finally got over the watching all of the ads situation Mm -hmm. um but yeah yeah i like for our first webcomic Uh uh-huh it was very cute the art is great yeah. Also very obvious. I think my note from literally the very first um the very first image that came up was mm-hmm. well that was not subtle at all. That is <laughs> genuinely the note that I have about this. Um because the story starts when Igor for lack of term enslaves Hendrick. Mhm. Yeah, with so, the master slave contract. Yeah, I mean, it needs to be noted that Hendrick goes into it attempting to protect his pack. Not attempting, mm-hmm. he succeeds so far. <laughs> Thus far, and where I'm at in this webcomic, he has succeeded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what was your favorite part? My favorite part of this webcomic, honestly, is Milo, um, who is this teeny tiny little baby vampire. I have not established if vampires are, like, born and then grow. I believe that's the situation. Because uh, I don't think yeah. they changed a baby. No, I, yeah, they, it's very unclear. Like, is it his child? Did he? Have, Not like, his a... child. His little okay. brother, for yeah. sure. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Anyways, I'm obsessed with a just a grumpy romantic figure, like like the grumpy dad trope, who's like an unintentional father. Mm-hmm. I freaking love it. There's something about it that just it's the it's the soft side. Mm-hmm. It's the sweet side. Um, and I like to see any kind of those relationships. 
because in my head it means that like the person who's not already in the kid's life is then like more invested in becoming a part of the other romantic character's life. So in this case, Hendrix, who is not a who who's making himself a part of Igor's life. My favorite part is the complete way that Hendrix um, reacts with Igor. Like, Igor is trying to take this dominant, I'm the master, you have to do what I say, no matter what. And every turn, even with some of the stuff that's, like, decidedly not okay. Like, when Igor is flat out, I want werewolf meat to eat. Yeah. Uh, Hendrik is just like, okay, well, I will just skirt around this. And... That is the only only cannibal selection, or, like, moment. Well, I guess they're drinking blood, so that's kind of cannibal to be Yeah, with. yeah. They're vampires. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... But I love the just, like, attitude of, like, you can say whatever you want, but I'm going to do what I want in the end. Well, and it's also, it's really, okay, Igor really doesn't pick up on a lot of social cues. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's already, like, established that he's 100% an eat freak when there's the, like, sticking fingers in the mouth scene. (laughs) Um I mean, very cute, kind of hot, but also like him freaking about out about the germs. Fucking adorable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, one of my favorite parts is still the when he pushes him into the bath in like the first chapter. He's like, "You gotta wash your food before you eat." <laughs> it was adorable. I loved it. Yeah, but also his okay. Okay, the problem with me, and uh, I think like this will just be established the more and more we talk about romance novels. Mm-hmm. My head lives in a level of logic, and I'm fine with escaping into worlds, but there's also, like, a level of logic that I'm going to take to every single book, and I can't, I can't stop it. I'm, like, the worst person to watch horror movies with, because that happens for TV shows, too. And so in my head, like, if you're going to push somebody into a bath, they need to get naked. It was the perfect <laughs> opportunity for there to be, like, a more than just... It was the first just, chapter, though. It doesn't matter. Let's establish it hot, quickly. <laughs> okay, but maybe that's just me being a horn dog. <laughs> Um, I don't disagree, but he was shirtless at least. He wasn't in that scene. Yeah, he was. He was shirtless. Yeah, because he had transformed from a wolf into his human form. I will say there are some excellent, like, uh, what I would refer to as, like, medieval ab scenes, where it's just, Mm -hmm. like, his shirt is still tucked in, but there's some some gorgeous abs to look at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the artwork in this webcomic is phenomenal. Oh, it's amazing. Um, I will say, because this was a translated work, so it's not originally in English, Mm -hmm. um, which, especially because I have never... Like, the only two webcomics I've read have been, like, the Persephone and uh, Hades webcomic. Mm-hmm. And then I also read Heartstopper, because, obviously. <laughs> um, and I will say what was really interesting for me is to take a beat, look at the art, and then also look at how, uh, like, word bubbles affect what the drawing is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that was really interesting. And also, because I don't read a lot of web comics, it was interesting to Yet. see. <laughs> yeah, that's changing. Um, it was interesting to see the effects on when the creator, I don't know if to, the creator, illustrator, mm-hmm. author, wanted you to slow down and take advantage of like an image mm-hmm. or not advantage, pay attention to an image. Because I found, especially when I was scrolling, because I was very much there for the story, that if the image lasted more than one scroll, it was like, all right, go back and really and really be invested in what's happening. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I think this is very much built to be read on mobile. Because as you're scrolling, there are moments where the like full scene 
is just one panel that fills up your whole phone and it's gorgeous and beautiful and it takes yes. up that spot um and then as you scroll there's a little bit of white space between until it gets to the next one and it's very much feels like it's optimized for mobile yeah um i would completely agree with the you know the caveat that i haven't done a lot of web comic reading mm -hmm. enjoying investing no <laughs> i don't know immersing yeah. Okay, what was your least favorite part of the webcomic? Um, going back to the translation, I think it was the... Uh, there were texts that took me out of the feel and the vibe of the story. It was There were some very modern, like, sayings, and very much, like, when Igor starts swearing, it felt very, like, okay, this is, like... And he is immature. Yes, he's still very immature. Um, and so it... Like, it fits his character, but the, the language felt too modern for the story. And, like, the art and how they're, like, drawing everything. This uh, didn't feel like a modern um, piece of work. Like, this didn't feel like it was drawn to be in a modern time. See, I completely understand what you're saying. Um, I will say that, especially when it was, like, modern colloquialisms that were, like, kind of just stupid and shitting mm -hmm. on the villains in this situation. Mm -hmm. um, I enjoyed it because they made me giggle. Okay. okay. I mean, whether it be like a real giggle or whether it be just like a, ha, that's entertaining. <laughs> uh, and I don't know how an author could get that across if it was in an older timey language. Okay. But I also get it taking you out. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just like, yeah. There were just parts of it that I felt... They felt jarring reading them, and okay. it, it felt like it wasn't as smooth of, like, conversation or as smooth as, like, scene because of the language. Yes. I think there were definitely... Yeah. Short answer, yes. Um, for me, it was more it not fitting mm. than it being, like, modern colloquialisms. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. What was your least favorite part? The ads. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm just gonna be super blunt about it. We had the conversation about what webcomic we were talking about about three weeks ago, and I did not start paying for ads until like two days ago, or paying to not have ads until two days ago because you can only. So the platform that this webcomic is on is Webcomics app, and I was just really frustrated that so the first ten episodes are for lack of term free, then after that you're watching an ad per chapter. Mm -hmm. And then you have the option to either pay for the chapters or wait until the like for 24 hours for you to get five more ads. But there's never a point where you get to scroll for free. I 100% uh, um, am on board with people getting paid for their work. Mm -hmm. That's important. I just was so frustrated with it. Mm. I, um, I think if we weren't like bingers. When we when we uh, enjoy something, I, and I think a lot of people are anymore, um, it would be a little different story because we could read a few chapters and then the next day we could read a few more. But this was very much like start and stop. And it for me, like, that's why I paid right away because I was like, I cannot do this start and stop. Like, it was literally the second day of trying to do the ads and I was like, nope, I'm done paying yeah. for it. <laughs> well, I think that ties into the other issue that I have with this webcomic. I found it really um, unintentionally repetitive. Hmm. So the entire theme of this currently is that um, when 
Hendrix made the blood oath to be mm-hmm. Igor's slave. He then had the ability to go and get the rest of his pack because, of course, he's the alpha of his pack, naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, he he was able to go get his pack from another group of vampires that had basically kidnapped them. Um, after you hit that part, it is just a continuation of this is the problem, this is the fight scene, this is the problem, this is the fight scene, this is the problem, this is the fight scene. Mm-hmm. And I get it, but it re- like it's starting to read very like video game and not a lot of plot. Like the the drawings are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but Igor is such a strong character that there doesn't seem to be a lot of challenge for him. So it's just kind of it's yeah, it's kind of repetitive. But also, if I hadn't just read 60 chapters, which I'm sure one is only coming out of like one a week, which is over a year's worth of webcomic, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have seemed as repetitive. But that is, I think that's the modern way to consume literature. I think that's a modern way to consume television and books, mm-hmm. which maybe isn't the healthiest for everybody. But that is also like my experience with this webcomic. Yeah. We'll get to Kim Dare in a little bit. <laughs> But um, I I totally agree. I think they they're running into like the classic anime protagonist issue, and I do think the final chapter, which you haven't got to yet, the final chapter does start to look at that, and it's like okay, he's too strong. Here's a solution for that strength. However. Th- that's not what I'm here for. I'm here for the romance, and they're not building the freaking romance. <laughs> Actively, yeah. Okay, did you like it? I did. I will I will continue to read it as it goes on. I don't know if I will. And I don't know how much of that has to do kind of with what we were just talking about and how we consume media. Mm-hmm. Um, and also... Ugh, I don't know. Like, I, I really enjoyed the art. I'm enjoying the story. I enjoy Milo, the little kid who's a sarcastic little butthead. <laughs> I think one of the things that's going to be interesting for me is we read more webcomics and we read more manga. There's a level of that they do not tie in a bow mm-hmm. the same way that like a romance series does. At least we haven't gotten there yet. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because I didn't consume enough of this. I'm very much a completionist, as we will all discover. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't think I will. Okay. Yeah. Well, I totally get that. Yeah. Um, did it awaken anything? Frustration. (laughs) And not like the good kinky kind. It wasn't like an edging frustration. It was just, uh, yeah, I I think especially like kind of the more I consumed of it, I wanted it to be deeper. I wanted it to not be like, it was flirty and fun, but I think you hit a point where because... People aren't paying attention, mm-hmm. I guess. Like, because Igor isn't realizing what Hendrik is trying to imply. Mm-hmm. It's not... I don't know. It the wasn't worst stroking my thing. tail. Exactly. <laughs> the worst edging scene. It just keeps going and going. And it's, like, just aloofness. Not, not like, oh, I'm, like, purposely holding back. It's very much just, like, Igor... Lack of understanding. Yeah. 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 One hundred percent, I agree. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Do you want to move on? All right, y'all. We're moving on to something really smutty. Please enjoy. Uh, if you have chosen to read along with us, or if you 
want something that's actually a phenomenal book. I'm just going to throw that out there right now. Um, Axel's Pup. This is written by Kim Dare. Um, she is a fantastic author if you also want to check out some of her other work. But here is a little synopsis of it. As the landlord of the Dragon's Lair and leader of the Black Dragon's Motorcycle Club, Axel Carmichael has seen it all and done it all. He's respected and he's a, he's a respected and experienced Dom. Nothing shocks him anymore and nobody catches him off guard. When Baden rides up to the Dragon's Lair, Lair on a bike worth more than most men earn in a year and immediately demonstrates that he has far too much attitude or he has far more attitude than sense it's easy for axel to write him off as a silly little rich boy who's about to get himself killed but there's more to baden than meets the eye he's no silly little rich boy or otherwise and werewolves aren't easy to kill <laughs> that last line werewolves aren't easy to kill that comes up so often and it's such a key part to the book and the like the tension in this book. Yeah, I think I the general like synopsis of Baden's entire opinion on himself is he can take it physically and it's not affecting anything that's happening to him mentally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um where do you want to start? So this by far between the two, this is absolutely amazing. This is such a great book to start on into the into the smut world <laughs> despite the fact that i accidentally chose a 600 page book as our first book it is very long <laughs> it's worth it it, it is builds. it's 100 worth it i did have to take a break in the middle and we'll get to that but it was 100 a book after that break that i could not put down and i just finished pretty quickly after that yeah. Okay. So, um, I guess let's start at the beginning. You have a excellent Dom. Um, mm -hmm. we're going to probably have multiple conversations about the fact that in a lot of romance novels, one of the things that isn't discussed is what healthy boundaries are and healthy BDSM is obviously we're in a fictional world. Like, so to a certain extent, some of that doesn't matter, but one of the reasons that I chose Axel's Pup, because I had read this book before, it's one of my favorite books, is it's a really incredible example of what it looks like to enter into a healthy relationship with a power dynamic, despite mm -hmm. the fact that there's werewolves. <laughs> yes, I would agree. I um, think this is a really great example of the difference between exploring kink and a consensual, hardcore BDSM relationship. Yeah. The premise of this book is that Baden has a very sick grandfather who needs to be taken care of, and his mother is taking care of him full time. The rules in this world, um, uh, the bigotry towards werewolves is really intense in this world. One of the ways that it exists is that you cannot form a pack if you are werewolves. Um, and that is in addition to basically every single law being against them. What it means to not form a pack is that no more than two adults can live in the same dwelling. Mm -hmm. um, and the way werewolves are is that if they're not living in the same dwelling, then they're not a part of the same pack. Mm -hmm. So Baden is picking fights, um, taking scenes, meaning either letting himself be put in a kink situation where people are really trying to take advantage of him mm -hmm. and see how far he can be pushed, which is way too far to be super blunt about it, mm -hmm. um, to make money. He calls it taking bets. Um, in his head, 
or in the reality of this world, how a werewolf shows that he can't be beaten and can't go and can't be crossed, I guess, Mm -hmm. is the money that's exchanged at the end of it, which does lead him to whoring himself out. I hate, like, I don't have a different word than than Mm -hmm. whoring to use. Mm -hmm. There probably is one. I just, yeah. Um, And Axel sees through his blunder and wants him to protect himself and put his body and his emotions above that. And that is, I think, kind of the key part of this book. And that's one of the reasons it's so lovely. I agree. Um, Starting from the beginning, I think it's very clear the attraction that they have between each other. Um, The second Baden walks in on his really expensive bike into the biker bar, um, Axel is immediately, like, taken aback by him. Um, and in that moment, they that's the first time that Axel sees Baden take a bet. And it's a fighting match. It's not actually a scene. Axel sees Baden be stupid, but in a smarter way, in that he doesn't let himself get beat. He takes a hit to show that he took a hit, and then he squarely beats the other person. Yes. Very quickly. However, as Baden's situation gets worse and things start to happen to Baden and Baden's mind kind of gets messed up in trying to understand what's going on in Baden's own mind. Um, he starts doing stupider stuff. And that is the part that pissed me off about this book the most. It's just Baden being fucking stupid. He's so cute, though. He's, he, he, so cute. he's very stupid, but he's so cute. He's not stupid. He genuinely believes that anything that you can do to him physically isn't going to emotionally fuck him up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just real fast, the mm-hmm. first scene that um, Axel sees Baden has one of my favorite quotes in it, Go and it, it comes from uh, it comes from one of Baden's friends, and it is, "I think he's gay." Grizz announced. Axel huffed. He's twenty three and hot. You think he's gay and interested in older men on general principle? <laughs> uh, one of one of my favorite quotes from this book. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite quotes in that same time is the way his lips wrapped around the rim of the bottle, probably had every man in there picturing him on his knees. You read that like a poem. <laughs> 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 um. Just a quick clarification in case anybody doesn't know. The term scene is used um, in the BDSM world for um, what is usually an agreed-upon situation or time um, with agreed-upon limits of what a submissive or a sub is okay with happening to them, as well as whatever the boundaries are for the dominant as well, or Mm -hmm. the dom. Um, We're just going to use it as... as what it is in the BDSM community, but that is what we mean when we refer to a a scene. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they actually, like, they explore that in this book of Baden doesn't understand the difference, really, and Axel starts to teach him that, of what, when he is letting men use him, it's not a scene. It is him taking his mind away, not thinking, while men abuse his body yeah disassociating yep yeah well it's interesting too because there's 
towards the middle slash end towards the middle of the book this lovely 600 page book um there's quite the conversation between the difference between obeying and submitting to somebody because those are two different things and there's also like a huge conversation about what it means to be dominant and when you're willing to submit to somebody because Baden does not see himself as less dominant than a lot of the doms that are in this um that are in this motorcycle club but also that belong to this BDSM club because in this book they're tied together mm -hmm. um motorcycle club as in literally ride bikes not as in like a gang mm -hmm. slight yeah. clarification um and it's British and it's fantastic or I guess it takes place in Wales which I believe is yeah. yeah, geography is not America's strong suit in teaching us things. <laughs> Just going to throw that out there. Going back to what you were saying about the difference between a scene and having them converse and like having the conversation about that. Uh, the quote from the book is, in a scene, if you're playing with the right kind of dom, you'll never get in trouble for saying your safe word. You'll never be punished for that. The dom won't think any less of you. Saying it doesn't mean you failed a challenge. It just means that you want to stop. You can't lose anything by saying it because you're not competing with your dom in a scene. You're both on the same side. Mm -hmm. And then, a, and then a few pages after that is real submission isn't about going through the motions or providing that you can't be broken pup. It's a strong, it's, strong and it's honest it goes right down to your core and calling anything that happens a bet in the same name cheapens it agreed this it's such an important part because throughout the book axel is teaching baden this the difference between submission and a scene and it starts with not submission in a scene i just want mm -hmm. to clarify like submission yeah. And, like, either going through the acts or letting yourself disassociate to get through something. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Let's start with going through some of the parts and the, like, the penance that Baden has to go and why, why that happens. And let's start with the whipping scene first. Okay. The most intense scene in this book, which is the scene that Lost had to put the book down during... Mm -hmm happens as a bet that happens really early on in this book that is a whipping scene mm -hmm. the bet is 40 lashes against his back from somebody who's intentionally trying to hurt him um to it, see how far he can take a werewolf i i don't even think it's more than that i think it's about breaking him mm -hmm. which is which also like because of the bigotry that werewolves face in this and people know that werewolves are strong and there's like a rumor mill about them there is a lot of let's see what can fucking happen let me control this let me control this werewolf mm -hmm. um and take advantage of him and that's how like baden is 23 he gets goaded into taking this whipping scene he has the ability to stop it Mm -hmm. he doesn't because he's proving a t point because in his head it's so important to prove that you cannot beat a werewolf and by beat i don't mean physically i mean you will never pull one over on a werewolf because a werewolf is putting like has a choice and is letting himself choose the situation he wants to be in which is such a big part of this scene because he's he literally chooses because at that moment is he's going to meet Axel for the first time um, to have a scene with Axel. And he's literally going into the back rooms to do that. And this is when he takes the bet because someone like mentions it out, mentions a bet 
on his way back there. And not somebody random. It's someone who was associated with the first person he beat in a fight who is a douche nugget for lack of time. Like, like genuinely just a horrible person. Mm-hmm. The scene that he's supposed to do with Axel is about them getting together for the first time. It's about them potentially having any kind of romantic relations for the first time. Mm-hmm. And he agrees to take the bet partially, yes, because he needs the money. But more than that, it's about the fact that you do not understand how tough werewolves are. Mm-hmm. And fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. The scene itself is 40 lashes against a back. It and is. Their skin. Yeah. Um, 20 in one direction, 20 in the other with a cat of nine tails. Um, which in itself is a very, very, very intense advanced tool that, like, I feel like the majority of the time it's probably masochists that are using. Mm-hmm. It's not... Um, I do think it's important to note that the bet, when it's taken, is agreed upon after, to be to take place after um, Baden meeting Axel um, for the scene. And... That scene is interrupted by this bet. Um, And Axel actually steps forward and says, if you took a bet here, you're going to do it here. You're not going to go over to this guy's place where he could literally do anything he wants to you. And you're not safe over there. And Axel actually steps up and protects Baden again, for the this time for the first time in a sexual situation, um, to make sure that it happens at the club. And it still happens. And it infuriates Axel to no end. Um, but Axel at least keeps Baden safe. And, that's, and this was one of those moments where I was just like, you stupid pup! <laughs> um, a pup is the nickname that Axel gives Baden very early on, and it's freaking adorable. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. very cute. Um, and Baden like, agrees to being called pup in like a non-derogatory sense. In a very, okay, this is a very cute nickname. Probably in the same way baby is used. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Or babe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that scene happens. Axel patches him up. Um, basically, what Axel says is he is never going to enter into a relationship with Baden while Baden is, like, like this is established very early on, while Baden is still taking bets that look like scenes. Mm-hmm. He is not going to enter into any kind of sexual relationship with him because if Baden is going to submit to Axel, it needs to happen or like they need to be in a monogamous relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, This is not the first time Baden puts or this is not the last time in this book that Baden puts himself in a really serious, potentially harmful situation with a bet that looks like a scene. Mm -hmm. Before Axel... Um, proposes the submission that they go through. Mm-hmm. Um, Baden stupidly goes and takes another bet outside the uh, club. This is before it was like the, it was established that he should always take them at the Dragon's Lair. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is, for lack of a better term, tortured by several men and raped and raped and choked and stabbed. And not in the, the oh, Kiki, we're going to try knife play in the, this guy has a knife and is flat out just hurting Baden's body. And Baden, as we saw at the beginning, werewolves are hard to kill. Werewolves are heal quickly. That doesn't, like, 
that establishes, I think, kind of the beginning of where Baden realizes. I don't actually know if he realizes, but he's starting to be aware of the emotional toll some of this is taking on him. Because mm-hmm. it takes him a few days before he's even willing to come back to the lair. Yeah. Um, and even then, he's still hurt. Yeah. Um, and is that when the penance begins? No, because he's not submitting to him then. True, yeah. So um, the, that is when Axel offers him a job behind the bar, because mm, he becomes yep. aware of the fact that like the bet that puts Baden in such a horrible position... Um, was $4,000. And Axel like, starts to realize something is going on where he needs the money. Mm-hmm. And so he offers him a position behind the bar. Which Baden is like, holy shit. <laughs> like, are you sure? Are you? <laughs> well, and it's interesting. One of the things that's like made, again, kind of with the bigot- made clear with the bigotry that happens in this book is that werewolves pay double and get paid half. Mm-hmm. So this is a job where he's getting paid the same amount as the kid who was doing it previously and has consistent income and can afford to pay for his um, mother and grandfather's rent and only needs to come up with an additional, I think it's $200 a week, mm-hmm. which is only taking two bets a week. One of the things that I really like, like about this book is you see him doing like mental math as to the reason he's putting himself in some of these positions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, after that, um, Axel comes to Baden and is, approaches him with the idea of doing a trial run relationship of six weeks of them fully do, being a dom submissive where Baden can't take any bets that look like scenes, but he can still take fighting bets. And because no one should be able to tell a werewolf what he can't handle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Which honestly just makes you fucking like Axel more. Yeah. 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 It's, it's the same thing as, okay, sorry. I'm jumping ahead. <laughs> I apologize. Ready to go back. No, it's okay. So <laughs> um, in order to be able to do that, Baden ends up having to take several bets in order to be able to save up the money to be able to do that. Um, and that's where that $200 additional week comes in is it's six weeks of not being able to take any of those types of bets. And so it's six weeks he has to save up prior to doing this in order to be able to do this. And he goes on a bit of a spree. He goes around a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, again, it's to pay for the doctor. It's to pay for um, his his grandfather slash mother's rent to mm-hmm. pay for his own rent because he doesn't have a guarantee that he'll be with Axel at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Which is... You understand exactly why Baden's doing it. From mm-hmm. Axel's perspe- perspective, why is he throwing his body around when he could be submitting to me? Mm-hmm. He knows that Baden wants to submit to him. He knows that Baden is interested in him, and he just doesn't have any idea of what's going on for that. Yeah, and some of that jealousy builds up, but he's very much like, well, he can have his final hurrah. <laughs> <laughs> and boy, does he. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that part isn't the super descriptive hot parts of this. That no. starts when Baden officially submits to Axel. Mm-hmm. And just uh, all every moment of the six weeks is beautiful. From the fo- first moment where he's walks into the upstairs apartment and he's like, you'll undress and put your clothes on the chair. <laughs> um, to uh, the glove scene, which is just super hot. <laughs> to uh, 
and just everything. But um, I think they, we should talk about some of the ground rules that they set. Of um, Axel says, if you're going to leave the, the bar, you have to tell me where you, you uh, want to, to go. You have to ask permission. Yeah, you have to ask permission, and I will say yes or no. Uh, but if it's your family... It can be assumed that it's going to be a yes. Yeah, it can be assumed that it's going to be a yes. That is a really important rule that gets involved <laughs> a few times. Let's talk about the first penance. Okay. Um, Axel discovers that Baden has been lying to him about some basic stuff. Um, a, the fact that he comes from money, where his house is, and the reason that he was taking bets. Mm-hmm. He, to clarify, he doesn't come from money. He was pretending he did. He was pretending he did because Axel made the assumption based off of his bike that he came from money, mm-hmm. and Baden just didn't correct him. It's more of continuing with an assumption than an outright lie. Yeah. But they've ne- then hit three and a quarter months mm-hmm. of Axel not being aware that this was a situation and also being completely unaware that that's why he went on his uh, banging spree, for lack of term. <laughs> Collection of like guaranteed money so that he could take the six weeks to be with Axel. Mm-hmm. Yep. Obviously, Axel is... Disappointed. <laughs> Serious? <laughs> Furious. Um, Furious also of, like, some of the situations that happen when um, when they go on the ride. Um, and the lies. That, so the, the catalyst to this is they, they biking club goes on a ride and Baden goes with them and they go into the part of town that he used to live in. And one of the cops that used to harass him and rape him pulls him over. And it's also one of the reasons that his father is has been killed. Yes. Uh Baden it just tries to keep away from Axel, but the whole well, the top four uh, of the biker group come and protect Baden. No, the whole biker group follows. Yeah. Specifically Hal that steps up because Hal is a cop, a detective. Yeah. Um steps up and What's a barrier between the cops harassing Baden and Baden? And it's also what's one of the things that's really interesting about this book is you become really aware that humans are are not paying attention or humans are not paying attention to the bigotry that's happening towards werewolves. Mm -hmm. And so for a lot of people, this is an eye like it becomes more and more eye opening of just like the like those laws aren't followed. And just like, no, those fucking laws are followed. Mm hmm. And and they've made my life hell and people are taking advantage. Yeah. Not that Baden would ever in a million years say that because his goal is to protect Axel while Axel's goal is to protect Baden, which is like, freaking adorable and also makes both of them kind of morons sometimes, which I love a little bit of mm-hmm. stupid and love moments. Yeah. Yeah. But um, when they get back, that's when the truth comes out about Baden and kind of the whole situation and the whole lies. And it's not the fact that Baden got pulled over it's not the fact that Baden was taking care of his... taking care of the bets or taking care of um his mom and grandpa it was 100% the lies that came with that that Axel is just not okay with well and also just being completely unaware of Baden was taking care of his family and it's this idea especially in Axel's head that do you seriously think I wouldn't respect the fact that you're you're trying to take care of your family? Mm-hmm. Like, they may not be your pack, but they're your family. And, of course, I would understand you're trying to take care of them. Yeah. Like, I watched you suck dicks and fuck people and take spankings 
for, I think it's at least a few weeks mm-hmm. while he was getting the money together for, um, for so the submission. Th- yeah. For the yeah. submissions for the, for the trial of six weeks. Mm-hmm. As a result, this penance happens. Um, it is Axel has Baden list things that are important to Baden. And on that list, it isn't, it isn't necessarily like the motorcycle, which is important to him, but it's more. Also, Axel does, because it's, yes, complete submission, but also it's a trial run. Axel has no right to take that away from yeah. Baden. And that is one of actually the boundaries that Baden sets up, I believe, really early. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, but at this point, um, Axel and Baden have been living together for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, they, because of the job, um, Baden has meals with Axel. Baden finds those really important. Baden finds sleeping in the same bed really important and the warmth because uh, Baden is used to sleeping in a very cold room with no working heater. He's also basically an octopus to Axel, which I find fucking cute. Yeah. They're very cuddly. It's yeah. cute. Baden finds warm showers important. Baden finds working at the bar important. And these are some of the things that Axel decides to look at as penance, but finally decides that sleeping in a bed is what will be the punishment for Baden, and thus... Thus begins a very hot situation Oh my god, it's so hot. <laughs> four different scenes where uh, where Baden is put in uh, continually uncomfortable positions mm-hmm. um, to rest, to sleep, or to attempt to sleep for three and a quarter nights. Mm-hmm. Um, it is not stated at the beginning that it's going to be three nights. It is stated that per month it's going to be a night. Uh-huh. And the first one is just a pretty simple bondage. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a simple bondage. There's, I don't remember all the details of it. Le- there's a sheet laid out. He's put in this bondage on the floor next to Axel's bed. And it's an uncomfortable night of sleeping in bondage for the first night. And the hot part isn't necessarily the bondage. It's Axel, at least for me, it's Axel saying if you had been truthful when you first walked into the bar this would be over already and then in the middle of the night coming back and saying if you were truthful two weeks in this would be over already and it's it's beyond that of if you were truthful the night i fixed you up after you were like whipped this would be over already yeah that goes on for the whole night and then the second night yeah, where it becomes what's what's really important to Baden is that he has the approval of the person he's submitting to, his alpha, mm-hmm. which is yeah. Um and so one of the things that Axel knows is that that is what Baden um considers important. So he adds a bell. Mm-hmm. I believe that is the episode or the episode that is the the bell the one. Night. Yep. Yeah. Oh, no. It's chains. It's chains that rattle. Mm-hmm. And then the bell is the third night. Um, so that every time Baden moves to be more comfortable, it's going to make a noise. Uh-huh. Which could potentially wake Axel up, which in itself will make Baden even more comfortable because he wants he wants to be good. Yeah. 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 He wants to be... And he wants to take this very seriously. What well, uh. he already does. Mm-hmm. Which is... Yeah. And then the fourth night, 
the quarter night um, is so fucking hot. Okay, so I'm a sucker for ball torture, just to be totally, totally honest about it. I fucking love it. I think it's really hot, and I think it's one of the most vulnerable positions people can be in. And I also really love where people get to choose, or in this case, werewolves get to choose two different kinds of pain. So mm-hmm. the first is an arm binder mm-hmm. that pulls on the shoulders in an uncomfortable way. Mm-hmm. Again, Baden can say his safe word at any point. Axel knows Baden well enough to know that he will not say his safe word. Mm-hmm. So that's a thing just to be aware of. And then the second is um, a ball stretcher mm-hmm. that is also then attached to a different part of the bed. Mm-hmm. Um, so one's attached to the dresser, one's attached to the bed. He is still on the floor mm-hmm. because the punishment is technically him not sleeping in the bed. Mm-hmm. And it's him going back and forth and getting to choose where he wants to inflict pain on himself mm-hmm. as punishment for the evening. Yep. Yeah. And it's very hot. And it's very much of Axel again coming forward and saying, if you had been honest at this point since we've met, this would be over. You wouldn't have to do this final night. And it only lasts for a few hours. I mean, yeah, like two. It's like two hours, yeah. But, oh, it's so good. <laughs> well, and also, like, the release of his bondage then is also extremely hot because there's a part of it where Baden, he, he, like, he's basically, I, I didn't safe word, but, like, with this look of confusion being like, did, did I actually safe word? Mm-hmm. Um, and Axel being like, no, three and a quarter nights. Yeah. Which is, oh, God, it's fucking gorgeous. And then just then him taking him up and... And marking him. Marking him. With his cum. Yeah. As he rubs it into his skin. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the norm. Yeah. It was super hot. The super sticky norm. (laughs) Um, After that part, the submission goes very well. There's some hot scenes. Yeah. Um, It isn't until the next big catalyst happens um, where Baden breaks the rules. In a massive way. (laughs) Baden's grandfather dies. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is, he needs to take care of the funeral. He needs to take care of making sure that his grandfather gets buried. He has permission to leave and then does not show up for his shift to work. Calls Axel to basically be like, I'm not, I'm, I can't come back right now. I have, to, I have to do something. Doesn't tell him what the fuck is going on. Doesn't mm-hmm. tell him that his grandfather died. Doesn't ask for his help because he thinks he has to do all of this on his own because our boy really does have an I can't lean on anybody kind of complex. Mm-hmm. Very much so. And basically gives Axel a slight heart attack for three days. To the point where Axel is literally having people search for him um, in different clubs, checks the apartment, checks, doesn't know where um, his mother lives, so can't check there, but checks multiple places calling, frantic, leaving messages, and then Baden shows up. Shows up. Covered in rain. Mm-hmm. As you know, people do in romantic books. <laughs> it's 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 beautiful. It is. Um my honestly one of my favorite parts is early on there's a bet to see how much alcohol um Baden can handle. And the only thing that makes him like A, it doesn't affect him very much. But B, the only thing that makes him cough is tequila. Mm-hmm. And Baden is trying so hard to hold himself together because he doesn't want to cry in front of Axel and he doesn't want to break down. And um, Axel brings him tequila and he starts coughing and then he has a breakdown. And 
it's just one of those moments where I know what you need right now. Like, just let me support you. Let me hold you. Like, none of that's said via the words, but all of that is said via the actions that happen in that scene. Mm-hmm. And it's incredibly tender. Not a long thing, but just, just so lovely. And the response from Axel is very tender. Baden understands that he broke the rules um, and asks for a punishment pretty quickly. And Axel is flat out just, no. You, that's not what you need right now. You need to take care of everything. You need to grieve. You need to grieve. Um, the one thing Baden still needs to do is get a stone for his grandfather, mm-hmm. which is going to be $700. And Axel fronts some money for that. But Baden has a massive issue with it. It's massive. not it's not his pack. Mm-hmm. Um, his grandfather would not have approved of having especially a human pay for his stone. Mm-hmm. Um, Baden, it's really important to him that Baden pays for it himself. And so Axel ends up telling him that it's a loan. Mm-hmm. And then Baden sinks into himself. Mm-hmm. A big part of this book is Baden trying to figure out what it means to be a good werewolf mm-hmm. because the examples that he's had is of his father and his grandfather were on, who were on two massively opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, his father was the alpha wolf, aggressive in nature, um, very combative. Um, when called upon. Yeah. It's not like yeah. he's going out and, you know, smashing fucking mailboxes. It's he was... It, it's a little implied. He, no, <laughs> it was not. I, I think it was more of... Uh, continually taking fights trying mm-hmm. to stand up for wolf rights like really trying to not only protect the world for himself but for his kids in the future mm-hmm. at least that's how i read it but maybe that's just yeah yeah was that also it, it sounded like he was like but for a lack hothead. of a better term yeah very much a hothead um not not like the political side, which you do see a book that Axel actually gets about wolf rights. That's very much the political side of wolf it's a, rights. It's a 600-page book. We cover a lot <laughs> in this book. Um, but his dad's more of the hothead, like, like Baden is at the start of the book of, like, I'm going to fight to stand up for werewolves. I'm going to do whatever it takes. Um, but then his grandpa is more of the keep your head down, stay out of trouble they can really hurt us and they have hurt uh, the grandpa. Um, and that doesn't mean doing something that physically hurts your body mm-hmm. in at least the grandfather's head is not losing, mm-hmm. which is interesting. And it comes into Axel leaves um, to go pick up his sister from the airport. That part isn't mm-hmm. necessarily super important, but what is important is Baden takes a bet that he won't land a single punch or he won't land a single hit in a fight. You don't find out how long it is, at least mm-hmm. from what I can remember, from the first person that he fought at the Dragon's Lair. Yep. And gets the ever-living shit beat out of him. To the point where they, it was very clear that the guy did not stop. Like, two broken ribs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was, Baden was warned before he took this bet by the other doms at the lair. Don't take this bet. Like, don't, don't do this. This isn't what Axel would want. Don't do this. But Baden doesn't have to follow anybody's rules. No, nope, except Axel's. And also, Baden is allowed to take bets while he's take fighting bets while he's not off the clock. So in Baden's head, he has not done anything wrong, Mm-mm. and he does not understand why people are angry. And it's an easy way to make all the money. Uh, 
that will heal really fast. It'll solve the problem. Mm -hmm. In this moment, Baden's head is very much in the grandfather's headspace of... I can take it. I can take it. I don't, I'm don't. i not a bad wolf. I'm a good wolf. I'm an obedient wolf. I'll do what I'm told to the point where it's taking abuse, not... Having conflict. Yeah. And Axel's fucking furious. Oh, oh, so mad. Which, and I think also brings up another point that's really lovely. Um, this is a BDSM club. This is a BDSM mm-hmm. motorcycle club. And one of the submissives in the club does not leave Baden alone with Axel until he knows that Baden feels safe being around a dom that's that angry. Mm-hmm. And again, that ties into one of the reasons that this book is so lovely. Yes, it's hot, but it's also about looking at what actual safe BDSM practices are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think the fact that Grizz is submissive does that, even when there's moments in, in the book where they don't necessarily get along. Like, they're, like... Oh, Grizz is submissive? Yeah, that's who... No. Yeah. Oh, Grizz is submissive. Yeah, Grizz is Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not Grizz. Grizz is a dominant, no, but yeah. it is the person who he's currently sleeping with. Yes. I think it's very, like, such a good moment because before, Baden was like, eh, uh, to the to the other submissives. Um <laughs> Yeah, he very much is. Well, I mean, there's the... Okay. The, he finds them almost annoying, it feels like. No! Yeah, I think the no, submissive, I, he knows, the, the, other, the fellow submissives, he knows where he stands. Above them. Exactly. <laughs> because he's more dominant than mm-hmm. them. But he... And in his and in his head and in the werewolf world, everything is marked by dominance. Yeah. So I didn't think it was dismissive. I did at the uh, second bar they go to. It felt very dismissive. I think it was him trying not to be embarrassed. Oh, see, I... That's how I read it. I read it as a... Almost annoyed. No. That's how I read it. I read it as a him being included. Mm, Okay. But, anyways. um, (laughs) Axel being mad. Axel takes him upstairs and makes him show all the wounds on... And he is... Every single thing that he listed when the first penance was placed or punishment happened is taken away from him. Mm-hmm. So sleeping in the same bed as Axel, eating meals with Axel, getting to work behind the bar, hot uh, showers, hot sh- hot water. Mm-hmm. The things that are not taken away from him. Interestingly enough, is a bed isn't. He has to sleep in the guest bed. Mm-hmm. He's not allowed to call Axel sir. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. Yeah. Um, he's not allowed to work behind the bar. Like everything he listed is then taken away from him, with the exception of the fact that um, he needs to be within Axel's sight because mm-hmm. Axel does not trust him to be alone. Arguably, which is something that he is so within his own grief mm-hmm. that he isn't somebody who should be left alone. Like, yeah. even if this wasn't a Dom submissive thing. Axel should not have been left alone. Or no, Axel. Baden should not have been left alone. Yeah. Yeah. So that is... So that's something that happens. And then he's still living with Axel. Mm-hmm. Um, at the beginning of this book, Baden was starving himself... Not intentionally starving himself, but pretty much starving himself to be able to pay for the medicine and the rent of all of the places he needed to pay for. It, food is not taken away from him. That mm-hmm. needs to be noted. It's not something like... <sighs> Nothing in this book Axel does is ever to hurt Baden in a negative way. Mm-hmm. It's to teach, not to hurt. Yeah. And I, I just think, like, we said eating meals with Axel, so he has to eat on the couch. Mm-hmm. 
So, yes, there's stuff like that. He has to wear clothes in the apartment. Mm -hmm. Oh, actually, that's wrong. No, he does. He does? Yeah. Uh, Post-shift, he doesn't. Yep. Okay. After... This punishment lasts until he's fully healed from the injuries. And it takes longer than usual because of the broken ribs. Yeah. Still faster than any human would heal from this, but it takes several days. And the days are agonizing for Baden. And one of the things that's just repeated over and over again is it's not that Axel, it's not that Baden broke like completely broke the rules. It's that Baden didn't trust Axel to tell him what was going on. Mm-hmm. It was the lack of communication. Because obviously his grandfather died, the rules would have been met. The rules would have changed. Mm-hmm. He would have been there to support him. But it's because he didn't communicate. And that is the most important thing in arguably any relationship, but specifically in a BDSM relationship. Agreed. Agreed. But after the punishment, things just become beautiful. <laughs> Healthy relationship. Yeah. With a lot of kink. With a lot of kink. Um, the final scene of this book is there's a, there's a short scene beforehand where Baden gets his jacket for the biker club and is feeling very included. But the big part before He's that. part of the pack. He's part of the human pack. <laughs> it's really fucking cute. Yeah. The big part before that is Baden getting collared. Um, which is in itself is something that's really interesting, especially for a wolf to have mm-hmm. happened to them. Being collared is something that Axel would want if it was a human. Mm-hmm. And that is how Baden takes it. Yes. And um, when they have the conversation before Baden gets collared, it is the, it's Baden being like, can it be big enough so I can shift with it on? Yep. Which is just, it's just such a lovely touch. It is. And it, and it's even, like, noted by the other doms that it is, like, a little too big for his human form. Um, and Baden flat out is just, it's so I can shift with yeah. it still on. And that's just beautiful. Um, Before we get to the part yeah. that you want to talk about, um, one of my favorite parts in this entire fucking book is... Uh, Baden putting people in their place. Oh, yes. So, so after the punishment. <laughs> after the punishment, Baden's working behind the bar. Um, he's still not back to his uh, sassy little bitch self. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, Axel basically is like, why aren't you calling people out? Mm-hmm. Like, I hated the rich tosser act, but I believe that was a lot closer to who you are as a person. This is catalyzed by someone using bitch to refer to a werewolf. And also telling Baden that he was going to sit on the bitch seat, which is appropriate for subs. Yep. And also, uh, like, it's also him being like, yeah, they're about to sell his bike. Which, yeah. of course, Axel would never fucking no. do. No, But, you know, he's taunting him being a little butthead about it. And so Baden gives... I'm struggling with their names today. <laughs> Axel gives Baden the command that um, he can put people in their place. Mm-hmm. As long as he can do it without cutting their throat out, which is very fun, or without ripping their throat out, which like, in itself, is very funny. The word "bitch" is used or begins to get or is used again. Mm-hmm. Axel shifts over the bar, turning into his massive werewolf self, mm-hmm. jumps on top of the person who used the term "bitch," who was another member and who was fucking with him. Mm-hmm. Basically, shuts everybody up, and is it's like a full on. 
you have no idea what I could do to you. Mm-hmm. He's at this moment, he's biting the arm of the guy. Does not break skin. Does nope. not make him bleed. Just nope. chews on his hand a little bit. Just, just nibble. Just a little nibble. Axel doesn't do anything. He just stands there and watches. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, when Baden decides that he's done, he goes, uh-huh. he shifts in front of Axel, uh-huh. goes back behind the bar, washes his hands, and starts serving drinks again. And I fucking yep. love it. I love people that, like, I love the standing up for themselves. Mm-hmm. I love the putting them in place. I love the little speech that Axel's give about, like, how funny is it when people make fun of people, when people make fun of us for being gay? Mm-hmm. The same thing. There are words that you don't fucking use. He made it clear. He warned you. Mm-hmm. And then he shut you the fuck up. Yeah, and the guy is furious, but Axel's like, you should expect this. Like, you can't just walk into this bar and treat people like that. Yeah. And then, which is directly followed by, at this point, Baden has a slight reputation as being the bartender behind the bar who um, will basically take a bet and do anything. Mm -hmm. It leads to a scene where somebody basically, like, throws 20 quid on the bar and is like, well, what would you have done for that? And he's like, no, I'm just submitting to Axel now. Mm-hmm. And they're like, how much is that costing him? Basically calling Axel a, the word that comes to mind is like a madam, but or mm-hmm. like a pimp, I mm-hmm. guess. I'm just going to read a little bit to you because this I can't summarize this. Mm-hmm. This is just too hot. Baden turned his back to him. I told you he's not paying me. Come on, everybody knows what wolves are like. There's no such thing as a former whore. A a higher bidder and you're off like a shot. Baden's shoulders tensed up. He looked and turned around very slowly. Axel tensed too, not entirely sure what was about to happen. He was vaguely aware of all of the other dragons, focused their attention on the conversation too. If If you'd come in here a few months ago, you could have whipped me, screwed me. You could have had me obeying your every order, dropping to my knees every time you clicked your fingers. If you'd put down the cash and you could you could have had anything you wanted. I was never fussy about who I took bets from. Whatever whatever you'd wanted, I would have done it. If I needed the money really badly, it probably wouldn't have even cost you that much. Axel's hands furled into a fist. His heart rate doubled. It was the truth. He knew that. He'd seen it with his own eyes, but he couldn't feel calm about it as Baden, as Baden sounded. Now Axel can get me to do whatever he wanted. The difference is that I won't take a penny off him. Yeah, right. The guy who'd tried to proposition him muttered. Yeah, Baden echoed. Right. But even that's not the most important difference. Axel tore his gaze away from Baden for a few seconds. His pup had everyone's complete attention. There wasn't another conversation in the entire pub. He doesn't need to pay me. He doesn't even, a- he doesn't even need to ask. Whatever he wants, it's his. Anytime, any way, he wants it. I'll do anything for him, but I won't look for payment afterwards. I'll get down on my knees and thank him for the privilege. Everyone knows he's been babying you, and... He could beat the hell out of me or whore me out to every man in this pub and I'd still crawl to his feet and beg to know what else I could do to please him. No hesitation, no doubt. It was a simple statement of fact from Baden's point of view. The guy fell silent, but Baden was on a roll. You think I looked like a good lay when I was going through the motions to win a bet? Baden shook his head and laughed. You have no idea what a wolf submission looks like. The only person in this pub who does is Axel, and it's not because it's pay- It's not because he pays me. It's because he's the kind of guy I'd never take a payment from. That's the difference between a real dom and someone who has to pay a man to get on his knees. That's the difference between Axel and you. Mm-hmm. Oh, so hot. <laughs> Which then leads directly to Lost's favorite scene. In the, <laughs> the final scene of this is, we mentioned before the whipping scene. Mm-hmm. This, 
final scene is a repeat of that scene. Exactly. Except the players are a little bit different. This time it's Axel and Baden with the previous whipper, the previous quote unquote Dom watching on from the crowd. Axel takes Baden back to the cross, the same cross that was used, takes out the same nine tails, and makes him come in his pants. Makes him come in his pants. Uh, Sorry, I interrupted your sultry sultry (laughs) speak. It uses the same whip, whips 40 times, crossing it the same way that the previous Dom did. However, this time it's true submission. This whole time, Axel has been working Baden through not disassociating and experiencing the true submission, feeling everything that Axel wants to do to Baden, every inch of it, and never saying no to coming or releasing from what Axel is doing. It's orgasm control in a completely different way. Mm -hmm. It's the every time I turn you on to a place where you can come, take advantage of it because you don't know when the next time will be. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Axel fucking edges Baden to, like, Kingdom Come. He really enjoys it. Uh, Baden enjoys it a little less because, uh, you know. Frustration, yes. (laughs) But it's also whenever you can come, come. Mm -hmm. And that's what the scene is about. Um, And beyond that, it's beyond just coming. It's to the point where Baden comes in his pants, not from touching himself, not from... It's literally him giving up everything to Axel and being totally submissive in front of a crowd and trusting Axel with every fiber of his being. But also, yes, okay, so this is the exact replica of the previous scene, but it's in a completely, completely different way. Uh Obviously, everything that Lost just said is true, but it's also, instead of it being, how hard can I bring this whip down on this person's back? How Mm -hmm. many... How much blood can I do? Can I get them to submit to me? Which mm-hmm. really is what the like the first scene that you had to put it down afterwards was about. Yes. Um, this is the let me build the sensation within your body and let you experience everything and experience it for me. And on the 40th lash is when he comes. Mm-hmm. And the part after that where Axel steps up, grabs Baden, steadies Baden, um, they find a moment still surrounded by a ton of people where Baden is completely submissive to the point where almost feeling lost and Axel takes out the uh, lead that Baden got him and attaches it to the collar. It's like, don't worry, I have you. That is just oh such a beautiful moment it is really beautiful yeah it's all this build up throughout the whole book leading to that final moment where it's just Axel and Baden even though they're surrounded by all these people it's just them and their dominance and submission and it's just it's gorgeous yeah what was your favorite part about the book oh my god (laughs) we've covered so much yeah (laughs) um I think my favorite part Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> it's hard because because the, there's different favorite parts in this. There's mm-hmm. like what the hottest scene was. We'll get to that. OK. <laughs> and then there is what what gives me the most feels. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the part that I just read to y'all is the part that gives me the most feels. Mm-hmm. It's the building of their reti- entire relationship. If it was just that scene, it would not hold the same amount of power. 
-hmm. but because it's not because it's built to this idea of he is my dominant Mm -hmm. and you don't get a say in what happens in our relationship and you have no idea what he could do to me and instead he's a good dom Mm -hmm. and the reason and like the reason i respect him so much is because he's a good dom yeah and he could feel that with an axle from the first time of meeting him yeah um my favorite part is probably it's it's i wouldn't say it's a part it's throughout the whole book of axel not just being a dominant but trying to understand baden more as well in the sense of baden's a werewolf Mm -hmm. um and going through and talking with baden too much to baden's chagrin (laughs) um of literally trying to understand what wolf culture is like and what there's parts where um, Axel asks Baden, okay, what would an alpha wolf do in this situation? Like, if you're at a bar and an alpha wolf is there and an alpha wolf wants to get with you, what would they do? And Baden describes how the alpha wolf would step up and to a certain distance, and if Baden doesn't back down, then the alpha wolf knows that they have permission to keep going forward. And if Baden does step down, Baden has to leave the bar. Like not step down, step back. Literally step back. leave yeah. the alpha space. Yeah. yeah. Um, and throughout the book you see Axel implementing this and just letting go of necessarily thought to be just primal with Baden. And Baden fucking loves it. <laughs> and you see like hints at this of like when Axel's sister does come back into town. Um Axel's sister is also a dominant in Baden's eyes, and very... uh, More alpha. More alpha. Um, And Baden actually steps out of her space to get back into Axel's space when she comes and visits, and Axel notices that. And that's such a cool part, because it's not just the submissive learning to be submissive, it's the dominant learning about their submissive and how to push the buttons. <laughs> and how to be dominant in a way that's effective to their submissive. Mm-hmm. When when Baden is an hour late, like this, right before you find out that his grandfather has died, um, they talk about a punishment for Baden, like mm-hmm. as in the doms and in the club talk about a punishment, and one of them suggests um, like a spanking for every minute he's late. Mm-hmm. And it's like... In Axel's mind, it's like that wouldn't be a successful punishment for Baden because yeah. physical punishments do not work for him. Mm-hmm. Um, much to Baden's un- di- uh, not understanding that mm-hmm. about himself, but starting to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what's your least favorite part? Um, you meet Baden's mother after after Baden's grandfather has passed. Mm-hmm. Um. And werewolves have no sense of, like, heterosexuality. Like, they're all pansexual. Mm -hmm. That's established really early on in the book. And Baden's mother ends up falling for, like, another woman who you don't meet. So it's basically brought up that that Baden's mother is in a relationship with a woman for the sake of bringing it up that Baden's Mm -hmm. mother is in a relationship with a woman. And that bothers me. And I don't know, and I don't really know why it is. I think part of it is Baden's mother is literally only the second woman in this entire book. Mm-hmm. They're really like it's. There are a lot of characters, but um, but there are not a lot of women in this book, and that's fine, mm-hmm. whatever. But there is, I have this thing about putting 
especially like le- lesbian representation in for the sake of putting lesbian re- representation in and it just feels kind of cheap mm. uh, and i don't like it i yeah. don't like it and it irritated me i thought it was an unnecessary piece that they threw in there gotcha um i disagree <laughs> um because i 100 percent believe that it helped Axel during that moment because they're visiting uh, Baden's mom when Baden's mom after the death of the grandpa moves into this home for women werewolves um, and is helping them like find jobs find placement but also just protecting them and allowing them to be in a pack without having uh, literally being in a pack Um, and I think because Axel has this Catholic upbringing uh, that's very homophobic. Um, I think it's a good part that Axel starts to realize, oh, literally, Baden being gay doesn't matter. Baden being with women, being with men, being with non-binary, whatever, doesn't matter. And I think that um, is a really great moment. And I think seeing... The um the mom in that situation is really good. And I don't I get where you're coming from where you feel it's like thrown in. Yeah. Um, because it d- definitely feels thrown sudden. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think it just reinforces the it's okay. Okay, we've talked about the fact that I think too much about the worlds that are built. Mm-hmm. With that being said, one of my biggest issues with this situation is they're in for lack of term, basically a sanctuary for female wolves. Mm -hmm. We've had conversations about what it means to submit to a wolf just in general, which in itself, like there's the fact that she's in a relationship with what we're assumed is another woman or werewolf, female Mm -hmm. werewolf who is in this alpha. No, No. it was in this, um, organization. Mm. I, I, I want more details. It's thrown in. I don't have enough information. Yeah, I could use a hot lesbian scene, but I also don't need that in this book because it'd be completely inappropriate. Mm -hmm. I just... (laughs) It just frustrates me. I don't like it. There's not enough to it. It just is what it is. It's also only the second woman in there. Why does the second woman have to be a lesbian? Which I like, I'm a lesbian. I know lesbian representation. Like, let's fucking go. But there's nothing that irritates me more than just throwing something in for the sake of throwing it in. Mm -hmm. And I don't, like, I did not read any part of it as once Baden said that it, like, it doesn't matter if, like, who he dates. In my head, that was, like, Axel just took that as his word. I get, like, there's the homophobic part that we talk about, like, that is talked about that is, like, the Catholic part of Axel's upbringing. Mm -hmm. But as far as, I think there was a lot more concern about Axel being a human Mm -hmm. than Axel being a man. And I think that's the part that needed to be focused on, especially in that scene. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I, I do think that they a little bit gloss over that fact. I don't think they do. I... I mean, they go over the, like, the Carmichael, Axel's last name is Carmichael, uh-huh. um, is the only name on the list that isn't Wolf, because by yeah. law, all of all of them have to have the last, the last name. name of Wolf. Yeah. Um, also, like, I mean, it's Axel breaking down that um, his mother and his mother, Miriam, and Baden 
have a conversation that Axel can't even understand that he's that like just through body language, through looking each other up and down, eye contact, all of that is a conversation that while Axel is getting better at reading body language, he's mm-hmm. never going to be a werewolf. Yeah. He'll never understand it fully. Yeah. yeah. Um and I did like there was part of it where uh Miriam, Baden's mother, looks at Axel and Axel compares it to the same way that Baden looks at him as just kind of like a confused, uh-huh. like confused by why he would say something so human. Yeah. And I, I fucking love that. But so for me, it wasn't the homophobia. It was the, the species bigotry, I guess, gotcha. for lack of term. Yeah. So yeah, um, as far as least favorite parts, that's probably the thing that irritates me the most about the book. Mm-hmm. But I've read this book start to finish at least four times. <laughs> so... You know, just in general. Fucking love the book. I even like that scene because there's some really just phenomenal parts of that. Yeah, yeah. I think my least favorite part is probably Baden being stupid. <laughs> Which is the big part of the book and, like, you can't remove it. You can't remove but as, it. But as someone who has put themselves through risky, submissive situations... And then been lectured for them. And then been lectured for them. Um, I do... It irritates me to see Baden do hey, do this stuff. I was gonna say the fucking irony of you having issues with that <laughs> is not lost on me. And as your best friend, I will take that title. Thank you very much. I just want to smack you in the head with my journal, but that's just not going to be recorded because we don't show our faces on this podcast <laughs> because we like having jobs. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Uh, okay, did this awaken anything in you? Anything new that you didn't know that you were um, yes. Uh, it wa- made me like enjoy leather a little more because this whole thing takes part in this leather bar well it's a miter it's a miter cycle it's a miter cycle club. Miter cycle club, yeah um, for me like the leather scene has always been like that's other really this, this feels more like it's like half leather because <laughs> it is about being on a motorcycle and being like riding it felt like a good like introduction to me to the leather scene and especially the leather gloves Holy shit, that scene is hot. Yeah, uh, they are talking about these spiked leather gloves that happen in a marking scene, which are, in fact, very hot. I get it. I associate leather with being sweaty, but I also associate spandex with being sweaty. It's just yeah. not, not my vibe. Um, but also, in my head, the leather scene is the BDSM scene. Like, I do not have a separation for them, mm. largely because of, like, leather cuffs. Mm. I think as soon as soon as soon as you're looking at doing any kind of bondage that isn't... That isn't like via like ropes. Oh, I see. I just consider that leather scene, but maybe that's incorrect. Maybe that is a different situation. For me, leather scene is definitely the like the dominant with like the leather cap, the leather vest, the leather like chaps. It's not our fault they don't have fashion. <laughs> it's the cap. It's the cap that fucking gets me. <laughs> what is like that? the leather jacket, the leather gloves? That specific look mm-hmm. very much is that the leather scene for me. <laughs> It's allowed to be monotone. I couldn't resist. <laughs> and I've seen a lot of like doms online and like doms in real life that are very into that aspect of the leather thing, like having a submissive clean their boots and like specifically shine their leather boots and boot black. Part of I... that is because it's a chore they just don't want to do. Let's be really clear about this. <laughs> it's not an easy thing to do. Cleaning shoes is not fun. But it's also part of the submissive. Well, it is. But I think, I mean, that's going to be a conversation that comes up. Being submissive is, er, and being in especially like a long-term BDSM relationship is not just being in a scene. It's not just about sex. Mm. It can be about a lot of things. Yeah. 
can be about having like the privilege of eating at the same table being taken away, which is one of the things that happens in this book. Yeah. Um, I do get what you're saying. Yeah. And I'm glad that it awakened leather for you. <laughs> I hope Did that it... it's not a, sw- a sweaty situation <laughs> in general. Did it awaken anything for you? Mind you, you've read it four times. Yeah. The first time you read it. The first time I read it was in 2017 when this book came out. Because I follow this author. Kim Dare fucking slaps a lot, literally, to be honest. <laughs> Highly recommend her books. This is the longest book. A lot of hers are a lot shorter. Did it awaken anything for me? I will say Kim Dare is one of the... F- okay, what's hard about this is I, I read it quite a while ago. And then also I've read this author quite a bit. So stuff like situational bondage where you get to choose what you're being where you're being in pain. This is the first time it was spelled out, I believe, for Mm. me. Fucking love it. I think it's great. So there's that. And I think also, when I first started reading about BDSM, and I mean, we're talking like over a decade ago now, (laughs) she was, this author is phenomenal because she explains how things can harm you. Mm -hmm. And that's not something that's done in a lot of books. Mm -hmm. I think not with this book, but with other books, we'll have a conversation about things that are like, just because that turns you on doesn't mean you want it to happen to you. Yeah. And this is an author who really like takes the time to discuss that can permanently fuck you up. Yeah. You, you don't want this to happen to you long term. Mm-hmm. You don't want to have like a large ball gag in your mouth for a long time because you can permanently fuck up your jaw. Mm-hmm. Like you need to be healthy. You need to be clean. If someone's doing this to you, like, like that's not okay. Uh, so I think like it didn't awaken anything in me this read through. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, I, but I will say that like this author in general is one of the authors that I always love reading because I know there's never going to be a situation in it where I'm like, oh fuck, that can't happen to me in real life because that would be absolutely horrible. And then uh-huh. also, why am I turned on? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, there's that. Would you obviously you would read another book by Kim? <laughs> yes, which I do want to talk about a little bit. Uh-huh. Um. This book came out in 2017. She, I believe her pronouns are she, her, um, has published one other book since then. And I don't know what's going on with her. It's been like two years. I do (laughs) continue to check her website. I am going to probably throw this up on her Facebook as well. Just a link to our lovely podcast. So if you came here from Kim Dare's website, thank you for joining us. (laughs) But yeah, which is kind of heartbreaking because if you buy this book on um, Kindle Unlimited, which is where I read my uh, romance novels. I know, fuck Bezos, but also Kindle Limit is, is amazing. This is supposed to be the first of a series. And I really want to read the rest of her books. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, you can't rush an art like You this. fucking can. <laughs> Girl used to publish, like, no joke, minimum four books a year. And we don't Have know what she's going at, through. This is literally her hundredth book. Oh my gosh. Yeah, which I get and I respect. And it's been two years, ma'am. <laughs> I really do. We uh, like your work. We want more. How dare you be this talented and not supply me with my addiction? <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Would you read another book by this author? Yes, I think it's maybe the more important. Like, I'll, I'll send you some recommendations. <laughs> and it needs to be noted that Lo has completely ignored the majority of my uh, romance recommendations for the last, like, low key decade. Um, <laughs> so there's that. Just going to throw that out there and them under the bus real fast. Uh, I just needed a good reason to get into them. And the podcast is a great reason for you to get into webcomics and me to get into... Okay, the BDSM was the reason to get into them. Because <laughs> you can get into leather right away. Okay, that sounded weird, but I stand by it. 
Okay, looking at the two. Yes, compare and contrast. I like that both of them touch on this, like, OCD. Like, the, Baden is very OCD clean. It's even marked in the book. Like He's not OCD. <laughs> He's trying not to be bigoted. <laughs> And it's seen that werewolves are dirty. Yes. Okay, those are two different things. No, but I'm going to call it out. Those are two very different things. He's very, very clean to the point where it's getting almost too clean in the biker bar. <laughs> that was a very funny line. Yeah. <laughs> he's a hard worker. Yeah, and he, like, has to wash his hands um, all the time. Not all the time. When he shifts from being a werewolf to a human, he washes his hands because they were on the floor. And any time they have sex, he goes and cleans up afterwards right away, and he cleans the sheets right away. don't and like he... to be sticky. No, okay? no, I He's agree. But it's also funny that both of these, uh, the webcomic and the book, have these OCD characters. Okay, fine, fine, fine. <laughs> I would not call Baden OCD, but fine. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but bear with me. Okay. My gosh. A werewolf would you. combative. <laughs> I just got all ramped up about thinking about the fact that the book isn't out. Okay. <laughs> it happens. I also love that um, both of them are like, there's power dynamics, but I think Axel's pup goes so much better into the power dynamics um, compared to the werewolf hunter. The werewolf hunter is very much, this werewolf is trying to protect the pack by accepting this, pa this um, blood oath. Blood Oath with a vampire that is extremely powerful. Yeah, like, but he's short. It's cute. Yeah, it's cute. But it's very much a different dynamic. Different dynamic where one is like submission mm -hmm. and one is a contract that forces you to do stuff. And yes, their relationship in The Werewolf Hunter isn't literally like super abusive. No, I honestly wouldn't. I really wouldn't call it abusive at all. Mm -mm. Um, I think there's moments where it can could get that way. Um, however, I think Hendrix shuts it down. Yeah, Hendrix shuts it down right away. Like with the with the I want to eat werewolf meat, and Hendrix is just flat out like, "Well, you can suck my blood off my finger instead." Can suck my mouse, say, <laughs> Yeah. What I mean, what else would you say that is like a comparison or a difference between the two? Um, I think the fact that um, Axel's pups are like full shifters. They're both full shifters. Um, werewolf hunter, they can he can do parts of his body. Uh, so like he does his tail, and he could <laughs> he can do parts of his body. I really did enjoy the puppy dog eyes that came from werewolf hunter. Yeah, that was pretty cute. Yeah, that was really cute. Like you can also do a full shift. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's an interesting thing that will come up in some of the other books that we read as this podcast goes on. Speaking of other books, in two weeks we're going to be talking about. Dragons! And what book are we reading? On episode two, we will be reading about dragons. The novel, the romance novel I have chosen, is The Omega's Gamble. It's written by Claire Cullen, that is C-U-L-L-E-N, and it is the first book in a series of four. Yeah, theme being dragons. What uh, webtoon slash manga slash... <laughs> Comic are we reading? Yes. Uh, we're going to be reading The Dragons Betrothed by Megura Hinahara. It is... I just finished it. Uh, there's only two books. Okay, we're not talking it's about it so today. It's you so don't good. get to talk know, about it. I'm so sorry. Nope. Hush your face. <laughs> well, at least you know you have lost to be excited. So there's that. <laughs> we look forward to having you uh, come back for episode two. And thank you for joining us on Man Oh Man. Oh Man! Bye, y'all. Bye. <laughs>